Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. No Denise today. No Denise today. She is on assignment. But we have replaced her for this week with appropriate levels of Taylor Swift fandom. Jeremy Lambert is on the show. Jeremy, how you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I mean, you all know who Jeremy is if you've spent any time on the site i mean he's he's pretty much our lead wrestling writer at this point uh he's done a, an incredible series of interviews and even more incredible series of interviews that are going to drop very soon oh, <laughs> after i get done manipulating them i can't wait he's completely in the dark he still doesn't know what i'm talking about no. but um do yourselves a favor follow jeremy at jeremy lambert 88 you're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the months, years to come and fightful because he doesn't realize we've got him locked down into a Randy Orton contract. <laughs> so he's going to have to start saying like rude stuff to like other websites soon. So, I mean, it's just, it's just the way that we work around here. Uh, a lot of some people asking, where's Denise? She's on assignment right now. She had a scheduling conflict, but Jeremy's here. Jeremy, how you feeling? How you feeling? I feel good. I'm going to have to start tagging uh, other people from other websites in, yeah. in my post and going after them, I guess. Yeah, get Glenn Rubenstein. Get him. <laughs> get him. That's who I want. Reminder, guys, uh, send a super chat, any amount. Your question or statement will get read on the air. But, hey, if you want more than one read, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. That's our premium service. Uh, if you subscribe to that, you get a, a just a plethora of other podcasts, Q&A shows, uh, backstage report shows, but you get to ask as many questions in our Q and A pods as you want. Check it out, FightfulSelect.com. Our most or the most direct way to support us. You will also get a bunch of early access to articles, news, all kinds of neat stuff. But uh, some stuff happened before WWE Raw tonight that we're going to talk about. Now, there's always some people that are like, "Oh, hey, it, it took you ten minutes to get into the Raw review." Other stuff happens. Other stuff happens, guys, and we're going to talk about some of that other stuff right now. CM Punk mentioned on Twitter, Jeremy, that he was catching up with a lot of wrestling. It's got a response out of Seth Rollins, but who cares about that, as is tradition? He got a response out of Tony Khan because he tagged Tony Khan. Tony then made a, I don't know if it was a playful jab about the Saudi Arabia travel situation. Then Randy Orton replied to him saying 
probably shouldn't cast stones and posted a tweet about his father's uh, accusations of corruption, which admittedly were unfounded. But Tony Khan replied and said as much, said those are baseless and unfounded. By the way, since this article was written, you've said the N-word on a video game stream. Yikes! Uh, your thoughts as you see all this unfold, Jeremy? I am 100% here for all of this. I, I love when Omega and Seth Rollins take shots at each other in interviews. It gives me easy headlines to write, I so I appreciate it. that. <laughs> and the fact that Tony Khan is going to get on on this, sure, I, I'm, I'm for it. I hope Triple H responds tomorrow. Uh, what's Shane McMahon doing? Is he still on jury duty? He can, he can come in there. Vince, I don't think, knows how to use Twitter, but I – I'm all for Tony Khan doing this. And he had some good shots, too. Yeah! The Randy Orton one, that one was really good. So uh, maybe Jeff is running his Twitter account. I don't know. Yeah, but that, Jeff, that was good that's stuff, Jeff Jones, who he, who he had to scold publicly on Twitter a couple weeks ago. For those of you who don't know, the Jeff who was called out about the uh, about the big announcement on the AEW Twitter is Judge Jeff Jones from ECW fame. Like that's who that's who, yeah that's who runs their their social media or at least who he was referring to there, but yeah, admittedly well understandably I should say when you and I are like hell yeah we love this people think that we're just like <laughs> headlines and I am a little bit you and I don't get paid by the click obviously where Jimmy does that in a different way but. I just like it because it's exciting and it breeds competition and it makes me feel like somebody might be motivated in some way because of this. Because, I mean, let's be honest, we cover an awful lot of unmotivated wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I like when I get to write fun headlines. I enjoy what I do. That might come to a shock as some people. Sean is okay <laughs> to work for. Uh, but I, I enjoy writing fun headlines. And so Rusev has really stepped up his headline game. When when these guys give me easy stuff to write about, I, I'm more willing to do it than when you're like, write about Buddy Murphy doing a ding-dong doorbell ditch. I'm like, okay, no. Jeremy says I'm fun to work with. We're going to meet in Winston-Salem. He doesn't know that I'm going to have him do sweatshop labor for shop.fightful.com that entire time. He's going to be stitching together beanies and stuff. It's it's going to be great. But, yeah, if you guys are going to be in Winston-Salem, what is, what is it? Not this weekend, next weekend, right? Next weekend, the ne day after Thanksgiving. Next weekend, if you're there for on Black Friday or, or the subsequent Saturday, Jeremy and I will be in Winston-Salem. we got a lot of stuff to do there. There are hundreds of wrestlers that are going to be around. We're hopefully going to get some great content. But Jeremy got a lot of great content at StarCast and Full Gear, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be all over the place. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Hannah Moore says, Hi, Jeremy. I want a Riddle and Orton match now. I, Jeremy, I want an Orton match with a whole lot of these NXT people because I haven't seen him wrestle them, and they haven't been damaged yet. Yeah, Randy Orton... Against any of these guys would would be great and pair him back up with the revival. Yeah, I wish he pushed for that, and then Vince was like, "Ah, sorry, pal, different brands for you guys." <laughs> but, what can you do? But we've got Monday Night Raw, November eighteenth, to talk about. Becky Lynch comes to the ring. She's followed by the Iconics, who are not happy about being uh, left off of Team Raw this weekend. Which you got to admit, Jeremy. Uh you know the drill. You probably write two dozen articles a day. I'm probably editing three or four dozen. Didn't know who the hell was on Team Raw today. I don't we know who's on any team right now. We still don't know who's on Team Raw. They, Charlotte said she's the leader. Later in the night, they said Asuka and Natalia are teammates. So I've narrowed it down to Asuka, Natalia, Charlotte, and not the Iconics are the team. Yeah. Not the Iconics. That, that's <laughs> what we know of. Charlotte Flair comes out next, as you mentioned. She's like, I don't really want to team with you, Becky. And I'm like, well, then why are you here and why were you there last week? Because that's exactly what you're doing. She wants gold, Sean. She's uh, a she's a gold digger. Sure. And no Natalia to be found on this team that was very successful, mind you. Like, Natalia's busy with Asuka later in the night. But, I mean, I'm like, what happened with this inexplicable Char or Charlotte and Natalia team that got together for no reason, won, and then broke up for no reason. Reasons. 
it's just reasons that that's why they it happened i don't i don't get it either it it makes very little sense especially with natalia wrestling oscar later in the night but they decided to pair becky and charlotte because those are their two biggest stars yeah well uh samoa joe's music hits and he is very over and that's Usually the best way to get over in WWE is you just disappear for a few months and you can't be booked. <laughs> is that not like a horrible condemnation of their booking? The fact that going away gets you over? Yeah, I tweeted that when I think when Sasha Banks came go. back and like Sasha came back, uh, Harper came back, Leo Rush came back yeah. all within like three weeks of each other and they all got the biggest pops on their respective show it's like that's how you become a star ask for your release go away for a bit there you they go. bring you back and you're the biggest star oni lorkin is about to dominate these brands with his stable including Sinkara and mike Canellis. i can't wait they're gonna run roughshod they're gonna beat samoa joe and aop clean in the middle i'm ready for it <laughs> Uh, we come back from a commercial and Joe is joining commentary. He says he's the, the expert analyst and he needed to be Brock Lesnar proof. But we, the, the match is really short. Charlotte like punches the iconics really hard in the face <laughs> a couple times and submits one of them with the figure eight. Like that's really all there is to the match. Remember when the iconics were women's tag team champions? <laughs> Kind of. Last. They weren't on the show, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I, I mean, do it did last long. It was, I think they're still the longest reigning champions, yeah. and it's just treated as an afterthought. Well, I mean, they, cause they defended it once against like the Brooklyn Bells or whatever, <laughs> like a couple of jobbers on SmackDown at one point. Yeesh. Uh, the MMA horsewomen, besides Ronda Rousey, obviously, attacked the Iconics. Becky and Charlotte tried to make the save, but they're beaten down. I like that Shayna brought Jessamine and Marina here because it, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, sure, she could have brought Bianca or Io, but I mean, it made a lot more sense for me that, that Shayna just brought her buddies. Like, why wouldn't she? It's another underlying horsewoman versus horsewoman tease that they may never pay off, but they're going to try to keep uh, keep putting it out there. I hope they do. I hope they do pay it off. I hope they do keep putting it out there. It is a, it is a Survivor Series marquee worthy main event. I don't know how it would be in the ring. I know Rousey's good in the ring. I know that Baszler's good in the ring. I know Duke's getting there and Shafir has a long way to go, but I think it's there. Charlotte and Becky try to go back at them, but they're stopped by security. And then Lynch, like, shoot punches a security guard in the face. I would have loved to have had the talk with that extra. It's like, all right, so listen, you're going to get some screen time, buddy. But she's got to punch you in the face. This is a great punch. Do you think she imagined Nia Jax's face when she threw that punch? I would like to think so. <laughs> I had somebody message me today. And I'll do respect to you, buddy. I'll do respect to you. But he said, hey, I don't think you've had an article about this. And I'm like, what? what is this? Like, uh, Cesaro's and, getting a push. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm like, okay, well, what is it? I've checked all the articles thus far. We haven't missed anything big. He's like, Nia Jax's new hair. I'm like, <laughs> like, well, first off, that was in Stokely's video last week. And yeah, we covered it. But we don't do that. And they're like, well, what about Rusev's mustache? You had one about that. And I'm like... I don't know if we did or not, but if we did, I probably signed off on that because that's very important. <laughs> and it might have been an afterthought in an article. Rusev returns, has a mustache. Like, that type of thing. We ain't doing one on somebody's perm. Not yet. Admittedly. Admittedly. If CM Punk gets a perm this week, we will do an article on that. It will happen. Whatever are... CM Punk is wearing on backstage tomorrow will will be an article. Yes, yes, but man, man. So that that was it. Good stiff punch. I liked it. AJ Styles and the OC are out next. They cut a pretty funny promo on Humberto Carrillo. Like these guys are very, very entertaining together. And if they're gonna be just in the middle of the card, I'd rather them be together. Hot Carl Anderson, the mother lover. It's amazing. I love it. It's great. Dude's got like 732 kids. Uh, he's, he's a ball of joy, dude. The guy's like the happiest dude ever. And I'm here for it. 
Rob Wilkinson sends a super chat. He says, Raw was solid. I thought I was a jerk giving Jeremy crap for his avalanche all the time. Some rumors there might be releases coming. Any truth to that? Let's ask Avs insider Jeremy Lambert. On the Avs? I don't think so. They need to get healthy. They can't release anybody. Everybody's on the injured list. They need to keep signing players. They can sign Tinkara soon. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> there is not a peep for Humberto Carrillo when he comes out. A lot of guys on this show didn't get a reaction. Uh, Ricochet in the main event, not much for him either. That is not true. I heard someone make a fart noise in the crowd. <laughs> I heard somebody Fair. go <laughs> when he came out. <clears throat> but uh, Samoa Joe is fantastic on commentary. Carrillo has really good hang time on like everything he does. So there's that. And Gallo or uh, Anderson always gets there for his offense. The Street Profits join. And Gallows interferes. Anderson hits a small package, but Ford reverses it for him. I would also love if Street Profits were like the playful, happy dudes who cheat all the time. I would really, really like that. Because if they did like clever ways of winning like that. But what would you think of this? Almost Eddie Guerrero-esque where yes. you can play it for babyface. uh Babyface pops as well. I like this match. Carl Anderson is, is good and underrated. Carrillo is is good as well. Um, they got some time. You know, nothing like there was. There were better matches on the show, but overall, still a really good, uh, fun match between a pairing you wouldn't expect. I'll tell you what I didn't need: Styles versus Humberto Carrillo three on Raw next week. But I'll tell you what I didn't need more: Humberto Carrillo there with Charlie Caruso. He said like nothing. He walked up and he's like, yeah. And she's like, all right, piss off, mate. I was like, what? Look, what was you the point look like Humberto Carrillo, you don't need to say anything, okay? Yeah. You just stand there, look beautiful, and that's all the world wants. It would be almost more entertaining if, like, he did sign language or something. Or shot the, <laughs> shot the finger pistols. Something. Something. Well, uh, Lana has filed for divorce. God. <laughs> So Jeremy in the chat is like, are we doing an article on this? I'm like, no, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, man. Ah, uh, She filed for divorce, and Rusev has been giving a, given a restraining order. Now, I complimented Lana's ability to cut a promo. I did not compliment her promo last week, just her ability to cut one and the way that she, she did it. This was terribly shitty. She said, he's got to be 90 miles away from me. So, she is implying, like, that if they get separated, he's got to move out of the state, at the out of the tri-county area, at the very least. He's got to get traded to SmackDown. They can't. They yes. definitely can't be on the same show. He's gonna have to at least move somewhere where he gets different local news channels than her. Ninety miles. Where do they even live right now? I don't know. Uh, uh, I think they're in Nashville. I, yeah, I was gonna say they, Tennessee. Yeah, they go to a lot of Predators games, so I think they're in Nashville. Do you think Kane's gonna be like, come on, come on? <laughs> Oh man. So then, so then, <laughs> Lashley like corrects her and she's like, I love it when he corrects me. And I think she says, 90 days. And I was like, what? He has to travel back in time and can't be within 90 days of Lana. That would almost make this storyline better because the thing where I'm at with this is it's so terrible. That I, the way that I reference it is when I'm doing a retro review on this in ten years, this will at least be funny to go back and look at. <laughs> but like they're gonna leave the state of Massachusetts, so it's null and void. I like Corey Graves calling it out on Twitter. He's so over the storyline and like he buries it on after the bell and he's calling it out here. I I think that's great. Eloquent, our, our friend says. Can't wait for Punk to shoot on this Rusev story. <laughs> I'm excited for that, Jeremy. Uh, I, I'm very excited for what CM Punk has to say, and <laughs> I definitely hope they bring up this Rusev story. I think Renee Young is the only person in the world who is trying to defend it at this point. 
Drew Nicholas says, Sean, that fart noise was Eric Swalwell. Hashtag fartgate. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's a shout out to somebody you know. I sure hope so. Uh, Lashley beats No Way Jose pretty quickly with a full Nelson. Like, maybe the one thing that could have made this worse was using a full Nelson as a finish. And that's what Bobby Lashley did. So, here we are. Up next, we're we're fighting for Seth Rollins' Survivor Series spot. Or his captainship, or whatever the hell it may be. Zelina cuts a promo before this. Seth Rollins is interviewed backstage. He says he's never backed down from a challenge. And I'm sitting there thinking about that year and a half when he was a chicken shit heel. And I was like, well, kind of, you did. <laughs> you did. He had J&J security with him. He wasn't fighting anybody. Well, if he had J&J security with him now, I mean, you've had <laughs> Noble get stabbed. You've had Joey Mercury go off on Ring of Honor. Man. That'd be Brock a and his axe would be no match for these guys. Yeah. Uh, when when I watched this, I was like, man, I just hope this isn't to lose to Rollins on a go-home spot or go-home show for a spot that Rollins already has. Because Andrade is undefeated since being drafted to Raw. That kind of continued. He didn't get pinned here. But this match ruled. And this was the first of a pretty good stretch of matches that was just really incredible. These, I think, are the types of matches Seth Rollins needs to have so people can be like, oh, yeah, that's that's that guy. I love this match did a lot for, for both guys. Not beating Andrade was the right call. Seth, yeah, when he gets this time and works guys like Andrade and doesn't have to just beat up the Fiend who is no-selling all of his offense by the end of it, Seth is really good in the ring. And it's a shame people have seemingly forgot about that because they just want to bury his persona. Um, the finish was... It worked. The problem was they almost watered it down by the end of the show because they just kept doing this same finish. If this was the only match that had this finish, I would have been okay with it. But the fact that it happened like two or three more times during this show, it, it just cheapened everything. Yeah, there was a lot of good wrestling and a lot of terrible finishes. I, I didn't think this was a terrible finish. Like you said, if it hadn't happened so much on the rest of the show... I'd be okay with it because you don't want Andrade to lose. But this is maybe Seth Rollins' best Raw one-on-one match in maybe years. Like, he hasn't worked like this in a long time with the blockbuster and a good suicide dive. Was it as good as the Carrillo match a few weeks ago? That match was really good. I thought so. I thought so because I didn't think Carrillo was going to win in a million years. I'm not invested in Carrillo. Carrillo is all dimples and hang time to me. (laughs) That's it. <laughs> I don't That's buy fair. I don't buy into him yet. But fair we, enough. That match was really good though. Yeah, it was very good. We get the buckle bomb reversals, double knees, then the the actual buckle bomb, the Enziguri. Andrade does the three amigos. I love the way they avoided the Del Rio stomp, which is one of the dumbest ass spots in wrestling. He struggled and avoided it, hit a Falcon Arrow. And <laughs> as good as this match was, Jeremy. My favorite thing about it is Samoa Joe coming unglued with laughter when it's the Lucha House party that shows up. Joe could not buy these dudes coming out here. It's like, really, of all people, these are the three guys you're going to send. I don't care what he says about this. That's exactly what I'm going to think happened. I I think that he's going to see them with their in-your-house knockoff shirts. And he just laughed about it. That's how I see this, and that's how I'm forever going to remember this. Uh, Rollins and – go ahead. I don't know any other way you could take it, honestly. Like, (laughs) why else was he laughing like that? It was amazing. (laughs) Samoa Joe at times – like, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when Ricochet came out as Randy Orton's partner and Samoa Joe goes, huh, (laughs) like that (laughs) – Oh, outstanding. So Rollins and Andrade show each other respect after the match. Uh, I, I like that. They're like, hey, let's run this one back. I hope they run it back with some stakes, like a U.S. title match on the line or something, because if Carrillo can get one by beating Carl Anderson after losing a bunch of matches, this match should get one at the very least. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, this match had stakes. It was for Seth Rollins' team captaincy. I thought this was going to play their whole respect thing, and maybe it will come into play much later on, but I thought it was going to play later in the night during the Kevin Owens segment, which we'll we'll talk about later, but I thought they were going to tie a lot of things together that they really didn't. Buddy Murphy defeated Akira Tozawa. Now, Buddy Murphy went backstage and... (laughs) Knocked on Alistair Black's door. Did not wait around very long and hit the bricks. And I joked that Alistair Black got ding-dong ditched. And he answered that door exactly like somebody who did. The only thing missing, as you pointed out on Skype, was him stepping on a flaming bag of dog shit that some teenager threw on his porch. I thought that kind of made him look dumb. I thought the whole thing was kind of dumb. I I don't know. Like he knocked on the door. What, how long does it take to get to the door if you're Alistair Black? He, he's living in a broom closet, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the match between Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa ruled, though. So I was I was happy to see that. Adonis Hernandez says, "WWE on Fox and Satin are tweeting about you, boss." I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm busy on a podcast right now. We do things live here at Fightful. But uh this match ruled. Murphy and Tazawa, outstanding. This was really, really great stuff. Uh the my only complaint is like, at what point do people when they roll out of the ring just stand behind the ring post instead of beside <laughs> the ring waiting to get dived on? But this was just great stuff. This was really exemplary of what got Buddy Murphy over on 205 Live, Jeremy. Yeah, Buddy Murphy, I mean, he's awesome. It's a shame we have seen absolutely nothing of this guy since he beat Daniel Bryan. Like, he just went away off of SmackDown because he wasn't actually involved in the Roman Reigns storyline. And then he got moved to Raw, and he really hasn't been seen. But we know this guy is great in the ring. It's fantastic that they're giving him something to do with Alistair Black that match will roll when it eventually happens Buddy Murphy catching him on the suicide dive and hitting the the brain buster on the floor Buddy Murphy's great Akira Tozawa he's really good as well so you give these guys a little bit of time it was a great like six seven minute sprint and you know the crowd was pretty cold for this match because why would they care about Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa but by the end of it uh, they were into it yeah uh, this was hard hitting and awesome. Uh, that, ca- that catch mid dive with the suplex. Jesus Christ, man. Like, that is just unbelievable to see. Tazawa cracked Murphy with a good super kick. That woke up the crowd a little bit. The one you mentioned, it was, it was dead for it. And it was dead all night. I would love to see Vince McMahon's reaction when he sees that senton rope hung. Cause like, th- that thing was just amazing. I wonder how a guy like that reacts to a spot like that. Uh, there was a good German suplex. They were slugging it out. A knee hits and Murphy's Law wins it. This was just an awesome match. And really one of the only awesome matches on this show that got a finish, Jeremy. And that was the biggest thing is we did get a finish out of this match. There was no invasion. I guess Buddy Murphy and Akira Stell are not important enough. Where was the 205 Live invasion for this match? Recruit them. Add 205 Live to Survivor Series. <laughs> That'll put a lot of butts in the seats. <laughs> Murphy comes face-to-face with Alistair Black backstage after the match. What do you think of this face-off? And why the hell didn't they just do this without the thing that happened before? Without the doorbell ditching? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, why didn't Buddy Murphy just beat Tozawa, go back there, knock Alistair Black answers, and there you go. You got a guy coming off of a good win in a great match, and then he's looking for a bigger challenge. He gets Alistair Black. It beats me why it didn't happen, but... You know, they gotta just, they gotta have Buddy Murphy knocking. Yeah. So Vince just watched Breaking Bad. That's why he's got AOP as the Salamaka brothers. And that's why he's got, he's got, uh, Buddy Murphy now knocking. Reminder guys, donate a super chat if you're watching live on youtube.com slash fightful. We will read your comment or statement on the air. Young Bibby says, Liv Morgan is the final member of Team Raw. 
Jeremy, I doubt it because if, I mean, they literally have not had her wrestle at all since July. They pulled her from a dark match that she was about to have because they didn't want her out before she got repackaged. And I don't think I would do that and have her overshadowed in a match that features, like, what, 15 women? Uh, Sarah Logan is the final member of Team Raw. Woof. <laughs> it's uh, Charlotte, Natalia, Kabuki Warriors, Sarah Logan. Is that official or a prediction? That That's official. Is it is it official or an official prediction? <laughs> it's official, official, according to WWE, oh. unless they change it on their website. Oh, they're for sure going to change that then. <laughs> Sarah Logan, main event superstar. There you go. <laughs> Rob Wilkins says... Found a photo with CM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Punk of CM Punk with a perm tagged you guys. I bet that is not a Photoshop at all, Rob Wilkins. <laughs> Eloquent says, Tony Khan with the ether. Yeah. I like your idea of a Randy Orton, Tony Khan rap battle. Strange, One. strange bedfellows in there. <laughs> I, I just, I can't wait for um Randy Orton to hit Tony Khan with the Clarence parents have a real good marriage <laughs> line. I'm excited for that. I'm ready for it. We're going to get uh Tony Khan dropping kamikaze and it's going to be great. <laughs> Eric Rowan's backstage playing with whatever the hell is in that bag. What do you think it is? I, I like the idea of Baby Yoda. I'm, I'm behind that. I've not seen The Mandalorian, but I'm okay with Baby Yoda. I, I hope it's like a, a little dinosaur or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> do, do you think it, whatever it is is going to disappoint? Yes, 100%. What, and, what would be like not disappointing though? Like what is a good thing that it could be where you're like, oh, that's really interesting? Well, it could be a bag of big fat dicks. Courtesy of BlueChew.com. Erect ones at that. If your bag disappoints, make sure it's pumping the good stuff, my friends. And BlueChew.com, Code Fightful, can help you out. Hit us up. BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. It uses the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it's, it works. It's worked for decades, but it's a lot better. It's a lot faster. It's a lot cheaper. It's a lot cheaper and faster because it's chewable. It gets into your system quicker. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You sign up online. You get approved by Blue Chew Doctors. Fill out a quick questionnaire, and you're good to go. They'll, they'll figure out what active ingredient is right for you based on your questionnaire. Uh, it comes to you discreetly. Right to your door. You're not in line at the doctor's office with the, with that damn receptionist signing you in saying, Hey, are you going to the total care pharmacy to get your dick pills? You don't have to worry about that. The mailman's not going to say that. The mailman's not going to know what's in the mail. They're not allowed to go through it. That's a rule. It's a rule. BlueChew.com code Fightful prepares and ships direct right here in the U.S. of A. Like I said, use that code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Let them know that you heard about the concept of erect penises first from Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful.com. I want you to tell them that. Go there now on Twitter, okay? Just do it. Bluechew.com, code Fightful. 
I don't know if uh, Scooter Braun and Scott Borchetta can fit in, in the bag that Eric Rowan has. But they are big, fat dicks, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Despicable. Rowan takes out the Bollywood boys and stares R-Truth down. Fair to say Eric Rowan... Why didn't R-Truth just pin him once Rowan got into the ring? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it's fair to say Eric Rowan doesn't give a damn about that 24-7 title. And I don't think anybody does anymore either. Because now nobody is giving chase. Everybody just kind of gave up on it. Or, yeah. or hear me out, everybody that used to chase for it has asked for their release. <laughs> <laughs> Brand supremacy is more important than the 24-7 title, okay? You got to put that aside in the name of brand supremacy. So Discount and Darby Allen gets crushed by Eric <laughs> I the Rowan. same thing. I was like, wait, they got Darby. They're going to send him to the boiler room after that. <laughs> That's what's in the back. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Up next, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. <clears throat> Lawler used that. He stabbed more people in the back than sciatica line two weeks in a row. I'm ready for him to stop that. Uh, I'm glad that Joe says it does not make any sense for these guys to be fighting before Survivor Series because it didn't. No, I I like that Joe called that out as well because teammates should try to get a game plan together. But this builds a brotherhood. You know, sometimes you got to fight your brothers. It makes you stronger. Yes, I, I don't have brothers, but that's what I've heard. Here's the thing. I, I, I like the match, of course. But I would like it a lot more if they gave us a reason for these guys to fight instead Brand of – Brand supremacy. Yeah, but not not them. They're fr they've got more of a reason to not fight because of brand supremacy than actually fighting for brand supremacy. They want to prove they're the superior wrestler on the superior brand. So if Team Raw wins, then the winner of Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre can say, Team Raw is the best brand and I'm the best wrestler on the brand because I beat you in this singles match. See, that's why I wish that WWE would say, hey, whatever brand wins, every we're going to throw like all their winner or all their survivors in like a triple threat match, four corners match, one-on-one -on -one match. Or whoever survives gets a title shot or a top contender match or something like that. Add some damn stakes to it. Woof. Uh, the, the work here is pretty tame until McIntyre gets posted. He avoids a stunner. And the match just wasn't there for me until the cannonball. Drew does a good spot on the apron and gets the crowd cooking. Great power bombs from both guys. Then we go into their finishes. A claymore and a stunner, but neither gets kicked out of. They both uh, end up in the ropes. I love that touch of this, Jeremy. It protects the finish a little bit. I was very worried that we were going to get a kick out on either one of them and glad that they worked around that with the foot on the rope stuff. I'm with you. The match was kind of just there for the for the first portion, and then it picked up by the end, and then we got another non-finish. What did you think when Triple H came out? I thought they got to go to commercial to tease us and make us wait. But, I mean, what did you think the Triple H was out there to do? I figured he was out there to try to convince one of them. I mean, both are former NXT champions, so he. I figured he was going to try to convince one of them to, to jump ship. I, Kevin Owens was the one who made more sense because he was really a handpicked guy by Triple H, not only in NXT, but in WWE as well, by essentially handing him the universal title after Finn Balor dropped it. Now, did Triple H mention that at all? I don't think so. Of he may have alluded things, to it, but I don't things, think he directly said it. Of all the things he mentioned, not that. The Forgotten Sons, who unfortunately we <laughs> cannot forget, Dijak and Priest are all with him. I do love that Triple H explained the history, and he was like, you were taken probably against your will by some people who didn't really know how to handle you, and they've been trying to fire you ever since. It made a whole lot of sense for Kevin Owens to just be like, you know what? You're kind of right. These guys suck. <laughs> this is where I thought, like, yeah, Owens should join Team NXT. Be the leader. You go back to NXT permanently. He would be, I feel like, much happier down there. And Hang then out in Andrade, Florida with your wife? 
Yeah. And then Andrade replaces Owens on Team Raw, so you kind of tie that together of, of Seth and Andrade. Like It adds important, extra importance to that match of, hey, Andrade took the captain to the limit. Now he's added to the team. So Triple H says that, or says that Kevin Owens' teammates aren't here because they don't give a damn about Owens. Raw's locker room empties out, none of whom are Kevin Owens' teammates. <laughs> and Drew McIntyre bailed. Like, where did he go? He just left. Uh, the bra- so that's how little his teammates care about him. The, the man that was already in the ring went to great inconvenience to abandon him. <laughs> the Undisputed Era attacks and it looked like Adam Cole and Triple H were having words. I like that little bit of a wrinkle thrown in there that maybe these guys are rogue a little bit. My issue is we don't have one person explaining why do they get along with everybody else on their team? Why do they match when they dress? Why does any of this matter? Uh, there was a question that, that Mike Straw's wife had sent in, uh, saying, why, why does brand supremacy matter to these guys? It shouldn't. I had somebody say they travel the world with these guys. They, they, they live a bond with these, they have a bond and they, that, what more do you need? I'm like, they're fucking each other's wives on this show. Somebody just crippled a dude's son on this show. AOP just took a career-altering opportunity away from Hawkins and Ryder on this show. They do not care about each other. The NXT guys are trying to kill Tommaso Ciampa on Wednesdays. The the NXT women are going to face off in war games. They're running Saturday. out of lockers there, Jeremy. <laughs> they want these people gone. <laughs> <laughs> the brand supremacy thing is is really dumb. I I like the potential rogue aspect of Undisputed Era because they did this with Seth Rollins and you know, Triple H tried to get Rollins to come back and then Undisputed Era just jumped them and Triple H had a reaction of like, oh, what are you doing doing this? Like, I'm trying to recruit this guy. And it was the same thing with Kevin Owens. I just don't have any faith that it's going anywhere and, and that's my biggest issue with it. Because I think there's a good story to tell of I thought with Seth Rollins they could make him like 96 Sting of everyone doubted me yes. and which side am I going to be on and stuff. And then they essentially killed it within an hour. They could have really played off the crowd reaction to him being like, well, am I appreciated here? Because I feel like I would be appreciated at Full Sail University. I think they would like yeah. having me around there. IG The King says those Brooke versus Logan matches helped on main event. <laughs> uh, racking up those wins. So, They're both on team – one's on team SmackDown, one's on team Raw. So apparently they did. Main Haw- event matters. Everyone watch. Hawkins and Ryder are being interviewed about their title match tonight. They get their asses kicked by AOP. But they, they were given a title shot. Go to the live events, guys. You never know <laughs> what will happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure they never announced that these guys got a title shot before tonight, did they? Uh, they did. We, yeah, we wrote but, about I mean, it. Like, did they, did they say that at the live event? Like, this is for a top contender spot, or did they wait until after? I think they said it at the live event because WWE social media was like tweeting oh, okay. about it. So, okay. may, I could, I could be completely wrong, well, but they, off. they announced it. And then, I mean, at the next live event, they got beat like three straight times. So, well, <laughs> watch piss these on, guys challenge for the titles. Piss on me for racing go kart Saturday night. Whatever. <laughs> That Paul, sounds like fun. It, it was not that fun. It wasn't that fun. I had Paul, a bad experience with go-karts. I'll never do it again. Really? Yeah, I, I flipped one and smashed my face into concrete. You flipped one? How? Yeah. It was not at like a go-kart track. It was a go-kart oh. that my, my cousin had, and we were driving it up and down our, our road, and I flipped it. Okay, I'm... North Carolina isn't the same geographical area, but it's similar enough to where I can go, oh, okay, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> so, like, I get you. We're Paul, into our racing here. We're, we're, we're south. Yeah. Paul Heyman wants to make Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio's title match a no-holds-bar match. Uh, Rey Mysterio accepts the terms and explains that the, sit, the stipulation is to his advantage. I would think so, too. Yeah. And I'm stoked for that match. I'm stoked for it. I'm glad they're doing that instead of the four-way or three-way 
title versus title versus title or champion versus champion versus champion match. I like the Brock and Ray feud. It's been really good so far, and Brock tossing around Ray is probably going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I I love it. Ray Mysterio is on top of his game. Brock Lesnar is is just he's he's really good now. Do I think he need the needs the title? No, uh, he could have won it even later. But I, I see what they're doing here. Eloquent says they should schedule War Games and Survivor Series separately. I thought so too. I thought it would have made all the sense in the world to do War Games in January or as an NXT USA special. Have Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler team up. And then when they don't win at Survivor Series, have them play the blame game and develop teams of their own for War Games. That makes way too much sense instead of poor Rhea Ripley having to go out there and making sense of WWE not making sense. On her social media. That's how everything's explained. Social media. It's a lot better than, hey, Saturday night, watch these people kill each other. And Sunday night, watch them unite in the name of brand supremacy. Drew Nicholas says, when there's no authority figures, shows like these don't make any sense. When the McMahons are authority figures, they oversaturate the shows. No balance. Well, you could say that. But then Kevin Owens being on like any team wouldn't make any sense because all these authority figures have tried to fire him the last three years. So why would he fight for them? I don't, I don't. You can you can have balance. It's called William Regal. He just point. makes matches and gets out of the way. Disco Inferno is the commissioner of a fantasy football league. I'm in. <laughs> there, let me tell you, there is no balance. There's oversaturation. He shows up like one time a year to make a comment. It is still saturated. <laughs> Asuka, with Kairi Sane, ends the hot streak of Natalia. Natalia refused to shake Asuka's hand and kicks her. Walks into a back fist. She, uh, Natalia got a German suplex but gets distracted by Kairi. And thwarted Asuka briefly but then walked right into a head kick after she jawed with the crowd. That was a little odd. She like looked out at the crowd and she's like, shut up! <laughs> and then got kicked right in the face. I'm, I'm okay with this. Natalia is what Natalia is going to be. Asuka is, I mean, her and Kyrie are being booked very, very well right now. One of the best things they've done recently, I guess they were, they won the titles at Hell in a Cell, so since October over the last month or so. It's, yeah, definitely one of the, the best things they've done. It's more teammates fighting each other, though. They're going to be on the same exactly. team on Sunday. Like, why, why are they fighting? Yeah, we're given no reason for that. Doesn't make a damn bit of sense. We didn't even know they were on the team until the announcers were just like, hey, they're going to be teammates on they, Sunday. Like, they, when was this announced? They could have just said it after the match even. And they could have yeah. said it like afterwards, oh, they impressed officials, blah, 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 blah. USA Network wants them representing. All right. I, I would love for that to be the explanation for some of this. This is who Fox wanted. This is who USA wanted. You could use that in promos in the future. For people who get snubbed, they could say, oh, the network didn't want me on there. The network didn't want me on there. And then you bring back Don Callis. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great uh, a great uh, idea for locker room morale. <laughs> Have him feud with Killer Cross. Backstage, Randy Orton says that he plays well, plays well with others when it benefits him. And tonight, he has someone to face the Viking Raiders. I wanted Randy Orton to just shoot on Tony Khan. That's all I cared about during this, and it didn't happen. When he turned around in the ring and he saw that person, like that was yeah, with the AEW <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, so Ricochet comes it's, out. It's a shame. It's a shame he already signed his deal. He could have used that gif as a more leverage. Something I that was another thing Tony Khan said was. I guess now that you're done using me for leverage and tagging me and stuff, uh, I was like, ooh, woof. But uh, Orton saves Ricochet from getting powerbombed and all hell breaks loose outside the ring. I love Orton doing a sing bomb on the apron to uh, Eric, I guess it is. And then, uh, well, uh, Ivar goes like tit for tat with Ricochet doing gymnastics in the ring, which I thought was great. Because the Viking Raiders are over. Those, those, Whatever they did with them worked, and those guys are over right now. 
they gave them squash matches and made them feel somewhat important because they just weren't going 50 50 or beating guy or getting beat by guys. It worked with Braun too. Yeah. I mean, worked really well with Braun. I would, didn't really work with Nia Jax. I think they pulled the trigger on a lot of stuff with her too fast, but uh, the Viking Raiders are really, really over. Backstage, we see SmackDown invading and attacking. And then they come out, but they come out to the <laughs> ACDC song. So you've got all these people that are running out. Are you ready for a good time? Are you ready? And I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Now, okay, you are from the South. ACDC's pretty popular in these parts, right? Subjective. Yes. I, I mean, when, when I was a kid, unfortunately, they were. But, I mean, they are such a formulaic band. They are such a lazy band. Every song is the same. <laughs> this one's a little bit more pop than the other ones. But, like, write a song about anything. that I bet you their lead singer has been in a hotel bath before. Saw the tiny bar of soap, and he's like, Well, I got a little soap! It's a little fucking soap! Over and over again. Bam, that's track 15. ACDC, there you go, guys. Not listened to enough ACDC to, to know if that's true or not, but they did Highway to Hell. I don't know how you can hate on the band that did oh, Highway to Hell. That's an alright one. Uh, Back in Black was good. Yeah. TNT was alright, but hit that hotel bathroom. You got a little fucking soap! Every time, guaranteed. Check it, track 15, stiff upper lip, it's about soap in a hotel room. Little fucking soap! Every time. So, NXT is in the house as well. We got another cheap ending. I didn't like that. Three nope. big ones, one per hour. Well, they had to be ready for a good time, and for that, you had to bring out the uh, the SmackDown roster. I didn't like it either. It again, it was fine in the the first match, and then they did it two more times, and it's like, all right, you got diminishing returns here, and so all three of your big matches had no finish in the name of brand supremacy. Korosami 1997, thank you for the uh, very ambiguous super chat. I appreciate that. Uh, NXT surrounds the four Raw wrestlers in the ring, and they fight back. But Rollins, I love Rollins playing the third base coach up on the stage, like we <laughs> bringing everybody out. And you know that they're like, thank God we don't have to come out to ACDC or <laughs> skill it. They came out to burn it down. That may as well be an ACDC Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, it beats Skillet. Did I ever tell you about my experience with Skillet? No. I went to the last SmackDown before the Royal Rumble, I think, in 2011. And a Skillet song was like the theme of Royal Rumble. I heard that song at least 30 times that night. <laughs> Every commercial it played, every commercial, every break, every time the lights went off, before the dark match played, forever. Skillet Monster. I mean, it's not ACDC, but hey, we're getting there. I can't believe WWE ran a pay-per-view song into the ground to yeah. where you heard it forever. <laughs> Highway to Hell was a, was one of the first <laughs> ran into the ground pay-per-view songs. SummerSlam 98. My house is is still stuck in my head from WrestleMania all those years ago. Did you ever hear the story about Kevin Dunn and the Flow Rider song? I, I know the story where he saw Flow Rider just look completely jacked and was gonna just make them the world champion. No, he was backstage at one point singing "Whistle" over and over again, <laughs> uh, not realizing it's about Fallacio. Right. And just Kevin Dunn, and I mean, hey, you all can look up shoot interviews on the guy if you want to get a good idea of his demeanor. I'm back there singing all that. Oh, man, so this is this is raw. Um, Triple H says he's leaving the doors open this week. Of course, why? Duh. They're going to show up. We know they're going to show up. They've been showing up. 
They are well, who the we doors, thought they the, were. The doors were locked last time, and they got in. Now it's an open invitation. Man. He's like, I'm turning off my Nest Cam, my ring doorbell, <laughs> unplugged. They're going to show up, uh, Team Raw and Team SmackDown. They're going to have tanks, which are actually Jeeps, and they're going to knock on the uh, the corridor uh, garage opening, whatever it's called. There will be a screen door. We only use that to keep <laughs> the animals out. It isn't locked. Somebody's going to sneak in. You ever have a dog door on your garage? Like a little, if you have like a little dog yeah. and it's like in the little corner of your garage so the dog can go in and out. They're going to have a, those. Somebody fit in there. Ricochet could probably wiggle his way into one of those. I had a cat door uh, that they had to have a special little collar to get in and they dragged in a severed rabbit's head one time <laughs> <laughs> onto my, onto my uh, kitchen floor. Korosami 1997 says, Becky's the only one to say screw brand supremacy. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. It doesn't make any damn sense. And if they're going to do this. She wasn't saying that last year, though. That's a good point. It's a good point. Maybe that's what caused her to say it. Yeah. I'm not friends with any of these people. That's At least it. Becky is true to her gimmick. Yeah, that's that's true. Anything else you're looking forward to on WWE programming this week, Jeremy? CM Punk on WWE backstage. Fair point. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm afraid to ask. Your interviews with Joey Janela, Sammy Guevara, Santana, Ortiz, Brandon Cutler, Phoenix, when, Trent, when, Chuck, Eric Bischoff, when, Scorpio Sky, Kazarian. You know. When is this mystery of whatever the hell you are doing to... Oh, it's going to be... Article? It's going to be so bad. It's going to be so terrible because here's the thing. I'm not good at video editing. I'm not cultaholic or wrestle talk or, or what culture even. I'm none of those. I'm terrible at video editing and I'm even terrible, more terrible at making my ideas really come to life. So I can't wait until you all see how terrible this idea is. I'm really excited, but I want to put as many eyes on your project as I possibly can. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, my project was. I don't want to spoil Brilliant. anything. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I I had an idea. I carried it out, and I was very happy that I was able to carry it out. And I was telling my wife about it, and she's like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then you kept sending me messages, and I'm like, "So I think Sean is doing something really weird with this." Oh, and she's sure. like, "Well." Why Why is he doing that? It's like He's kind of like me where he has a dumb idea and he thinks it's really great, but the execution can be flawed, but he just goes with it. Yeah. And then it just turns out to be hilarious and awesome. So that's why we work well together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I encourage my writers – I don't want to say my writers, my coworkers – to write about penises and stuff. <laughs> we, I mean we are the world leader in penis wrestling coverage. Very true. I wrote a long form in every sense of the word about dick druids at one point. It's just, just what happens. What happens? The, the Phil Jackson of wrestling website management. I've had some people that are like, ah, oh, man, why do you all do satire? And I'm like, man, this is pro wrestling. <laughs> if you can't deal with a little bit of satire, you're in the wrong place because, uh, we're not going to be miserable doing our jobs here. Like, I want the people that work for Fightful, I want this to be, like, all they do, period. So I want them, like, I, I feel like that's the best way to, to breed, like, creativity and stuff, is be like, hey, do what you want, but also cover the important stuff, and that's what we do. That's what we do. And I dare I say that our potential is somewhat like Olive Garden breadsticks. <laughs> Unlimited, Jeremy. <sighs> Is unlimited. Uh, the whole package of Fightful is good. Tell the people about the AEW power rankings, the true rankings of AEW. Yeah, the the true official power rankings. AEW has their fake ones where it's the same five people and you can be ranked in the top five with a losing record. Like what kind of tr joke power rankings is that? You want the true power rankings – 5 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday, following AEW Dynamite, 
only on Fightful. Things are ranked 1 to 100, maybe even higher than that. If something is bad, if it deserves to be ranked lower, then it'll be ranked lower. We don't sugarcoat and give people a 5 with a losing record. Get out of here with that. That's why I appreciate you, Jeremy. (laughs) Also, uh, apparently I was very loud about Skillet because my wife sent me a text message. (laughs) And we've got divorce number two on the way on this show because she has informed me that she's seen Skillet live, and this is unacceptable. <laughs> this is something that I should have been informed about a long time ago, and maybe I was. But what I'm doing now, Jeremy, is I'm washing my hands of this podcast, and I'm doing it with a little fucking soap. Until next time, guys, <laughs> we're out. <laughs>